over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Ten o'clock, the open home hour. It's open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Whatever you'd like to talk about your home, castle, or cabin, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. You can text oh, when the auto attendant answers. Just hit one, bypass the message. That'll get you straight into the studio, and then we'll uh, get you on air as fast as we can. You can text questions to four one one four one one. Nine two three, and you can also email info at rosieonthehouse.com if you'd like to talk about anything and everything related to your home, castle, or cabin. I guess this is our Father's Day edition of Rosie on the House because next week will be too, it'll be right up, it'll be the Father's Day. So we mentioned it earlier at rosieonthehouse.com, we have a store of some really cool things you might want to order for your dad for Father's Day. But if you want it for Father's Day, you need to order it today, okay? Uh, but the tool of the week is a, uh, we were sent a manual knife sharpener. And uh, I, I love mine. Uh, and then I guess the people who invented that then came out with a power well, they had the power one. Oh, they did. And Jen asked me about it. I'm like, no, it's too expensive. You know, we don't, we like to keep everything 50 or below on the e-store. And these uh, sharpeners are like 150. Oh, I see. The electric ones. But after we got the manual one and... It worked so good. Well, and talked about it. And we had people started returning it saying, no, I, my, my hands are too weak. I can't. Oh. It's not that you needed any extra grip, but... Um, you know, just elderly people. You know, if, if it was electric, I'd buy it. So we turned. I said, "Well, all right. I guess I guess we're getting the electric one." So yeah. we added that to the line. It is about a uh, hundred and fifty dollars, but um, it it will sharpen everything, and it comes with all these different uh, belts that are very easy to put on and take off for different size sharpeners. And it tells you when you're looking at it. All right, use the purple belt for a straight blade if you've got a serrated blade it'll even sharpen serrated blades it will that's cool um and i've sharpened my pruners my clippers my uh sickle my lawnmower blades uh my pocket knife my kitchen knives and it has a guide on it so whatever type of blade you're doing you know you put these attachments on it so it doesn't take any special kind of you know angling you just put it on the preset angles and drag it across i like it this very belt. sharp, very clever, so it, very sharp. It's, Get it, very sharp. It's the work sharp electric uh, knife sharpener. And like I said, we do have a manual one that's fifty dollars. I like that um, one. I, I use. I sit on the back patio and I just till I can slice paper. <laughs> so just a couple of the features we're featuring the electric sharpener this month. Uh, at uh, at and uh, put a little video together on it because it's, it's extremely easy once you get it uh un- unwrapped out of the box just an idea <laughs> for you at rosieonthehouse.com we've got jim on hold jim hold on one second i want to cover one thing and we're going to go straight to your call we do have open lines if y'all would like to call one 767 
we started what was called the Arizona Sanderson Ford Staycation back in about 2010, okay? And we've been sending y'all winners that we draw every month uh, on an Arizona staycation. Well, the pandemic kind of put a, a stop to that. People were afraid to travel. A lot of the lodging facilities we were partnered with uh, were either operating at extremely reduced capacity. A lot of the bed and breakfasts just shut down, shut down VRBOs, all the same. Well, all of that now is beginning to reopen. So we we are now instigating and getting people back engaged. We've been doing the staycation winter every month. Everybody's just they been, just haven't gone anywhere yet. They've <laughs> just been taking a, a, a an IOU. You know, okay, you can reclaim this whenever you're comfortable going. Well, this particular winter is going up to Snowflake, Arizona, and they're going to be staying in the Heritage Bed and Breakfast, which was built in 1890 as a Victorian pioneer home and is now being run as just a gorgeous, completely accessorized, gorgeous Victorian home in Snowflake. And that puts you in a corner of Arizona. I mean, you could go out and you could see Canyon de Chez. You could see Hamalavi, uh, Casamal Pais. Uh, you could go down to the Blue River. I mean, there's so many things you can do from right there in Snowflake. Uh, it, it's a great boat. Just hang out on the patio and enjoy the rose garden that they, you're completely surrounded by. I was disappointed our rodeo got canceled. Uh, we were supposed to be there in May. And we had the standalone uh, bed and breakfast room. There's there's a stand. There's the units inside the home, and then you can actually get like the little casita in the back. And because we had the kids with us, and we'd be leaving earlier uh, and getting home later than a lot of the other guests. That's we right. The, we got the standalone one just <laughs> to to not create. But when when the rodeo got canceled, we you know we canceled it as well so i was i was we almost got to go to the heritage gym but not yet so it'll actually it lines up with the rodeo weekend you'll know, always talk about prescott the fourth of july rodeo and uh, what a big deal that is well taylor has a pretty big fourth of july uh rodeo as well and so you're going to be able to go experience that if you'd like and well and then you get to see the anvil shoot <laughs> Is that, is that on the yeah. 4th of July, too? Yes. Oh. It, it's either in Taylor or Snowflake, but it's the that, annual. That's like saying Hebrew Overguard. You that, know, they're yeah. just right next to each the other. The anvil, that's on my to-do list. I <laughs> want to see them take dynamite and blow an anvil in the sky. <laughs> I got to see that. Go to the rodeo and go to the anvil toss. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's see if we could go to Jim here real quick, who's been on hold while we covered all this material. Good morning, Jim. How can we help you, my friend? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I own uh, about three acres in in uh, Waddell, and it's a orchard. And I'm trying to increase the wildlife uh, in the surrounding areas. You know, around around the orchard and trees, and encourage quail and rabbits and everything. And I tried to contact the state. There is not one agency in the state that I know of that will uh, help, assist, come out, kick the soil, do whatever. I um, contacted county. The county, um, I, I just found out 
they split off the county extension office and only had and they split into two jobs. One was run by a horticulturist, um, and nobody cares about you know well, animals Jim, or anything. And, oh, Jim, I I think we can help you out. Uh, okay, I think what we're going to need to do is get your address offline and take a look at you from uh, Google Earth and see what is in the immediate surrounding. Three acres uh, is a is a good start, but we need to know there's enough support neighboring uh, habitat to really create a, a successful preserve. And I have enough contacts at Arizona Game and Fish. I. I can, I can lean on one of them to go out to the Carefree Highway office, pick them up, fix them a ham and cheese sandwich, and drive them out to your house and at least have them put the eye of experience on your property. I, I know we can do at least that much. Would that, would that help you out? That would help me out. But here's another thing. I have a piece of property across the street that was deeded to us, 17 feet by 650 so what I did was I'm planting trees in there. I'm up to 150, and all 150 have to be hand-watered. So I got only about 500 more to go, and I should have a whole day just doing nothing but water. And I'm sure there's a way I could, conservation-wise, use the irrigation, whatever, to get water out there. Um, there is no agency. I, I'm very disappointed in, in uh um, the county, the state, everything. But if you know of somebody in Game and Fish, um, well, they can they can I do. Couldn't, I couldn't find that person. They they can do a wildlife assessment of of what you could expect to see and how you might encourage them to show up. You got to make sure your neighbors are all on board because uh, you wouldn't want you know three acres is a nice size lot for a residential lot to kind of have some elbow room, but it isn't enough area for the coyotes and the bobcats and whatever else and the javelina that might wander in, uh, even some mule deer out there in Waddell, for sure. I was, And I wouldn't do anything to encourage rabbits. They're, they're, <laughs> you, you'll you, pay for you'll that. You'll never get rid of them. And, and that will bring in you know, a lot more of your hunters, you know, like you mentioned bobcats and coyotes yeah, yeah. And, and stuff than, Food than a herd of quail mm-hmm. will. Yeah, Waddell's got some really great properties on it. It's all irrigated. Um, all right. Lots are all at least an acre and a quarter. Like he said, three, there's some on there that are on five, oh, yeah. ten acres. What really I want to know is trees, how long properties. does it take to hand water 150 trees? Uh, it sounded like he <laughs> was taking all day. I, certainly there's something we can do to figure that out. <laughs> That's not going to be sustainable did very you, long. Did yeah. you mention to him the National Wildlife Federation? I did not. Um that's a really nice in our neighborhood. There's a there's a yard. Yes, and, and they've there got an is. acre, right. and they put the little sign out there. But um, Jim, just give give them a uh, look on on the website nwf.org. They kind of guide through people through that kind of what you're thinking. Probably not on the scale, but it might be a good start and a good resource for for you. Well, there you go. It's all about keeping wildlife wild, though, Jim. That, that's what you've got to remember. We're admiring them, observing them, uh, but not domesticating them. That's a, there's a big difference there. 
one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Hit one. When the auto attendant answers, that'll bypass the message and get you straight into the studio for screening. And we're going to move up to Copper Basin and talk to Mr. Johnson. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Go ahead. Yes, yes. I was calling in reference to. Uh, I live in Copper Basin in Santana Valley, and I was looking at a more less expensive way to do my backyard right now my backyard is just all dirt um and i wanted to my wife wanted to put down i wanted to put some rock back there all uh, also with some synthetic grass and i was looking at a more conservative uh less expensive way than i've gotten some estimates uh of getting it done by uh, professionals and i was wondering what uh, i was told by someone who has done the yard before but they perforated mad and and then put the rocks down on that and, and, and put down some weed killer first to kill the weeds that they would stay killed for uh, dead for about 14 months. And then uh, a process of putting down the synthetic grass. And I was just wanting your opinion about that. All right. Hold on. We're going to have to take a short break. We'll come back and finishing your, finish answering your question, uh, Mr. Johnson in Copper Basin, on can synthetic turf be considered a do-it-yourself project when we get back? So the question is, is artificial turf a do-it-yourself project or not? That's going to be a hard one. That's a hard one. Um, your biggest, you know, the, the prep work on the ground is going to be really hard without any kind of equipment. Um, the drainage is going to, is a huge factor. Uh, so you've got to excavate out for, you know, the sand that they put underneath it. And then where are you going to do with that dirt? And then you also need to make sure that you're not creating a spot for the water to fill up when it rains. So you've got that that gets excavated. You've got to be able to drain it out somewhere else. So it takes additional excavation to make sure you're sloping it away from the house or to the alley or, you know, I'm not that familiar with the development of Copper Basin, but just a, um, you know, I, I don't think they're back-to-back block walls. I don't so know. I, I think you'll be able to just go out into the desert. Um, that grass, that synthetic grass, that synthetic turf, is the top, the very top finished layer of about four layers of things you need to do and most, before you put it down. <laughs> and most of the installers will still put in any, uh, a sprinkler system underneath it just like they were going to you would water a regular lawn they will still put that in to uh to clean it as a way to turn it on and rinse it off now you don't have to do that but it does make it quite uh quite convenient to to rinse it off or at hotter times uh, let's say let's say you want to go out in the afternoon or late evening you know but it instead of waiting for it to cool off let's say two or three hours you can hit it with that irrigation system and it'll be cooled off in three or four minutes it do-it-yourself synthetic turf uh mr johnson that is a serious do-it-yourself commitment uh 
by the equipment that's required, depending on the grading you currently have, the amount of products you can get your hands on. But quite frankly, the jobs that are done well, that look the best and hold up the best, come from certain manufacturers that don't sell to do-it-yourselfers. They only sell their product to certified installers. So it's going to be hard to get a really good product. Yeah, a lot of the stuff you can get at a hardware store looks just kind of like the old indoor-outdoor grass that you uh, would glue to a patio floor. Yeah. Yeah, They've gotten better, but the the good grass that's so good that you can't tell it's fake. All right. I think that answers Mr. Johnson's questions about our feelings about synthetic turf. Uh, our most well, number one asked question of the week this week. On, on installing. Yeah. You know, as uh, should you or should you not, I think there's a lot of places synthetic grass is, is the answer. Absolutely. Yes. And he said, he started the question by saying, I want something. Yeah, I think he said it was less care or less expense than dirt all i got is dirt right now there's nothing cheaper or less maintenance than dirt right <laughs> yeah you hit it twice a year with pre-emergent and you just let it be dirt <laughs> so anyway our most asked question uh at roseanne house this week was can another do-it-yourself question can i seal my patio pavers myself so when we're asked these questions we go into our website and take a look at what is currently posted under that topic. And we found uh, our most recent article on that topic was dated. And so we checked with our friend Nathan Angel from Belgard Pavers. And in fact, the product that we were recommending when that last article was written, we're no longer recommending. Uh, I, no one said it better than this. Nathan Angel said, look, outdoor sealing products come to die in phoenix (laughs) it could work i don't care where else it works in the world you bring it to phoenix and put it on your pavers in phoenix and we'll know in about six months whether it's any good or not and they have recently found one particular product they say is giving them longer duration seal than any other product and it's it's up to a three-year seal techna seal so yes it's a product. It's a, it's something you can do yourself. You can go to our website, roseannouse.com, and find it. Uh, and under, like, go ahead. And like every project, you know, the prep work is key. How dirty is that patio? You know, make sure we get it clean. Proper time to dry. You know, every every little blemish that's there will shine through if it's not removed. And there's a secret tool to do that. Back at Rosie on the House, Romy and I were just talking through, prior to the break, our most asked question of the week, can I seal my pavers myself? We talked you through that, and we mentioned there's one secret weapon involved in that job. Cleaning the pavers is critical, and we do not, nor do the paver companies recommend using a power washer, but... You can rent what's called a whisper washer. And in fact, Jennifer has found a whisper 
washer handle and head that will connect to our power washer that uh, gives you the opportunity to clean your patio pavers. So anytime Jennifer asks, can she buy a tool? That's like an auto. Yes, that's an automatic yes. We have to argue about couches and chairs and patio furniture. But when Jennifer says, I want to buy such and such, and it happens to be a tool, she gets an automatic yes on it. So we'll try one of those power washing heads, and you connect it to your power washer if you have one. And it's a brush that spins in a circular pattern, distributing the water in a circle rather than as a power washer is a straight wand spray. Eliminates all those streak marks and actually cleans the pavers without tearing the polymer sand out from in between the pavers. And you can actually rent them as well. They're called whisper washers. So there you go on all of that. Now, taking you back to our website, rosieonthehouse.com, the um, weekly to-do is water treatment. And it is, throughout the course of the year, one of the topics that we get hit with over and over and over again. And many of you are familiar with our calendars. And we buy enough calendars to distribute them at all the home shows throughout Arizona. Well, many of the home shows got canceled. So we were left with extra calendars. Well, we distributed those heavily in Pima and Pinal County uh, the last week. And we have reached a lot of people that have never known about us. And one of them from Marana uh, wrote us instantly an email and said, this calendar is fantastic. It's like an owner's manual for my home. And I see water treatment is the topic of the week. Let me squeeze in my question real quick. So we brought George from All About Water uh, into the studio this morning. And George, why don't you read this woman's question? All right. Thanks, Rosie. Uh, uh, her question was, um, she knows she has uh, filtered water from her refrigerator, but does she really need to concern herself with getting a whole home filtration softening? And she knows it's better for the appliances, but just really wants to know our opinion on whether spending the money is worth the benefits that she would notice in her home. And a lot of people have the simple char- activated carbon charcoal filter on the refrigerator line. And in their mind, I'm getting filtered water. Yeah, I, I always talk about the, the filtered water at the back of the refrigerator like the false sense of security. Right? Yeah. You got, you've got this uh, odor. So for aesthetics, right, you're taking some chlorine out of the water and you're, and you're taking some odor out of the water. But the, the biggest thing that we worry about also here is all that calcium and magnesium. Uh, when she gets the ice, it probably still looks like milk cubes is what I call them right. instead, of, instead of regular yes. water ice cubes because they're so filthy with the junk that's still in the water. So the, uh, a water softener, whole home filtration would definitely be much beneficial for the home and for the homeowner. Uh, it's going to help definitely the appliances, but it's going to help on the clothes. It's going to help on the hair, the skin, so many more benefits to having that versus just that little filter into the refrigerator. What it did, what it did for my skin was the biggest surprise for me. 
And I know you're thinking, okay, it's the refrigerator, it's my drinking water, but there's so many other ways you ingest water other than drinking it. You know, you're, you're cooking uh, in particular. And the, I've never seen a refrigerator water dispenser that's really made to take a, a pot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A pot in there. <laughs> other than my dog, when it comes and hits the button and gets splashed in the face with the water. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we don't really uh, do that at the house for us. I mean, you know, we're bathing in the, in the bathtub or the shower. Um, but yeah, the, the, the filter does one thing. And most of our, our homeowners, when they do water treatment, they do the reverse osmosis system as well. So they have the whole house filtering and, and chlorine removal for the whole house versus just that little drinking water uh, at the refrigerator. But we typically tie in a drinking water appliance that does so much more than just filtration and removing taste and odor. Uh, there's a lot of emergent contaminants that are in the water. Um, uh, things that we're now looking at what's in the water and what is that going to do later on where uh, reverse osmosis removes all those things. Um, one of the neat things with uh, that I was reading the other day on, on some of the products that we have is like all the, the products go through some testing and validation. And ANSI 401 is a, a nice new um, certification that the products have that are removing those emerging contaminants. Some of them being like pharmaceuticals that are in the water, yeah. over-the-counter, uh, prescribed medication that you're getting. One of the things that kind of bummed me out was I thought I'd be able to not have to get any more bear or any more ibuprofen uh, because I could just drink the tap water. Uh, <laughs> but then I figured there's a lot of other stuff that could be in there. So my reverse osmosis system is probably the best uh, quality water that I'm going to get and, and be able to remove those contaminants out of the water that like a whole house filter or a refrigerator filter just can't do. And so when we're talking about just getting good drinking water, uh, one of the first things you're going to do with an RO is take it through an activated carbon charcoal cartridge, and that's going to take the chlorine out, get rid of that chlorine smell. But then you still got the floaties, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So then you push them through incredibly small filters. That's the reverse osmosis. The reverse is every once in a while you have to backwash the system to take all everything it's trapping. You have to flush those filters clean. Yeah, the, the the technology is so neat and fascinating when you like really look at it and you want to do your homework before you buy one of what's going to be the best one for my home. Um, how much water is it going to waste? And like what you're talking, backwashing and running. Yeah. Uh, I love the, the products that we offer because for every one gallon that you make, it only puts one, wa uh, one gallon to the drain. So for every gallon, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. So 42% of the water that it's making is actually going into the storage tank, holding that good uh, purified water that you're drinking, and then the rest of it goes to the drain. All the nasty particulates and the gunk that's in the water, well, we'll put it right back into the drain. So your pure water gets stored inside that tank. It's giving you you know refreshing water and good good quality and great uh, tasting water for you. So the RO at your kitchen sink kind of accomplishes your clear ice and your clear drinking water, but it doesn't accomplish whole house water treatment oh absolutely and one last point on the drinking water side of things um you know how much water do you drink a day so if you only drink a gallon a day that's probably a stretch for most people <laughs> you know, yeah so so it's not wasting a lot of water and most bottled waters you know if they're purified 
uh, go through an RO. So it was the same system there. Oh, that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It when just you look costs at the, more to get it delivered to your door. And <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Most people are drinking about a couple gallons a day, two to four gallons a day for a household. Uh, so if you were going out and buying, you know, 99 cents worth of a gallon of water uh, times that, you know, four and a half, five dollars a day is what a lot of homes would be doing. It, you know, definitely pretty pricey. Uh, and back to what Rosie was saying, reverse osmosis one side, taking the particulates out of the water for drinking, which is good, but then having having the rest of the house. What do we do with that? And the, the refining systems to be able to remove chlorine, but remove that calcium, magnesium, that hardness out of the water. Uh, so many people have in Arizona, it's getting hot. We all have these lovely misting systems in our backyard yeah, right. and they're just plugging up like crazy where you, you know, with a, a softening system, you can never have to worry about your, your sprayer heads calcifying yep. up and plugging up. So many, many benefits to having the, the softener. Absolutely. Well, the, the, the biggest argument for RO is to save our landfills from these plastic bottles. What, what do they say, Romy? 8% of the plastic bottles in the world get recycled. <laughs> 92% Stop of them end up in very either in the ocean or in the landfill. I, I would do anything I could to eliminate that waste. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, the The bottles that were just pitching into um, the landfill and not having them recycled, uh, even if we were recycling them, great, but there's so much better that we can do. We have it right there at our home. It's making it for us, right? So we don't have to worry about taking these bottles and having them all over. Uh, I got my little canteen here this morning. I, it goes everywhere with me and it's constantly getting filled and, you know, I wash it out and I'm ready to go for more good quality drinking water. It's George with all about water. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Oh, great. Excellent question. Uh, our phone number is 480-892-7556. And then our website is allaboutwateraz at, uh, com. So you can go right to our website and find us there and, and uh, ask us any questions that you need. And ask a lot of questions. And, and I tell people this, when you're asking questions about water treatment, the very first question you should ask is, is your equipment water quality certified? Yeah, that's a just, wonderful, just wonderful question. Just start with that question. And yeah. if they say, well, no, but that's because, you know, we'll put all those guys out of business. Just kick those people out of your house. Kick them right out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> if, if they're not going to take their equipment and get them water quality certified, don't entertain putting it in your house. Uh, yeah, so many certifications on it. Other things, are they registered with the Arizona Register of Contractors, asking customers for, you know, what kind of review process do you guys have? Let's look at some of those reviews. Uh, how long have they been in business, right? Uh, All About Water has been in business for over 40 years. So um, we just have a really great reputation online. Uh, our customers love us, and we're out there just saving, you know, the world's water one tap at a time. So and. And and as as I encourage the homeowners to ask a lot of questions, I know when y'all get in the in the house, you have to ask a lot of questions. You got to know, okay, homeowner, what do you? What's in your head? What's in your expectation to get out of water treatment? Yeah, what are they do, trying to achieve? Absolutely, that, exactly, because mm -hmm. that that customizes the proposal as to what equipment's going to be. Include it. Absolutely. Some, you know, we do the drinking water systems, the whole house filtration, you know, to, 
to whatever degree that they're looking for. But absolutely, we want to know what is their expectation with water treatment for the home? What do they know so far about water treatment? Uh, when we have uh, into the homes, we love to test that water. So we break down that water to show them exactly what's in the water and what products would be best suited for what they're going to need. I love I love the monitor y'all have on your system that's in my house. And when I walk in the pantry, I can just look up on the shelf where it's displayed. I have a client that says, I'm so fed up with my water softener. I feel like I have to feed it salt every week. And when I got home that night, I took a picture of my monitor. It said, need salt in 265 days. Oh, that, I love that thing. Uh, um, I, 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 that lo- same I love your system. I absolutely love your system. I love it. it it's so neat to be able to see um, so many people when, when we when we go to their homes and they see like how much water they're using per day, right? And I'm telling you 1.7, 2.2, 4.4. And then sometimes they're going, well, that's, uh, you know, my, that's all I'm using here, right? Um, and then we use this bottled water and then we get into those conversations uh. all the time. Let's, let's stop doing the bottled bottled water, like what you're talking about, the landfills, make sure you're using your drinking water system. Uh, but really neat to be able to tell you when to put salt into the system. Absolutely. Let's give that phone number to All About Water. 480-892-7556. Karen wrote in this week. She listens on our Green Valley affiliate, KGVY, south of Tucson. Wants to know if there's a reflective paint that you can put on your home that will reduce your electric bill. Now, um, no. (laughs) Well, yes, there is. Yes, there is. But then the second part of the question is, do you ever want to pay back? Do you (laughs) ever want to to return on investment? (laughs) Oh, they make that paint, and they're very proud of it. I think it's north of $100 a gallon. And the idea that you're going to paint your house with that and save money on your electric bill or get an increased duration of the paint job, we have not found either of those two cases to be true. So you are just spending a whole bunch of ton of money for nothing, in my humble opinion, at this point in time. Now, there is a coating that's cork-based yes. that you can make that sprays on it, and they advertise it as a great uh, heat gain reducer. It's f- still fairly new to the desert, uh, pretty popular up in Canada for re- for keeping the, the heat inside during the winter. Right. Because they say cork will never go above, I can't remember the temperature differentials, but it doesn't change a lot. And they say a, a layer of it on the exterior of your home, you could put it right on your Walls, you could put it on your tile roof, your asphalt roof, whatever. You could coat the whole thing, and it comes in different colors. The problem we've had with it is it's never taken off. No, no one's ever been able to get enough business for it in Arizona to stay in business long enough. So you'll have somebody come in, they'll do it for a couple of years, and then they'll go out of business. Well, we've got one of our partners in Tucson, um, Andrew at Intelligent Design. He has, he's got air conditioning and plumbing. He's adding this cork as a third oh, nice. service. So he's going to be able to, to help keep that going because he's got, you know, it's, <clears throat> his whole business isn't relying on this application 
applying this product to stay in business. So we'll be looking forward to getting some real case studies for somebody that'll that'll be in business and, and see what kind of heat reduction that can benefit. The test we've seen on the product are pretty impressive. And all right, we had an email also from a homeowner this week asking about taking his electric bill lower. It was a twenty four hundred square foot home, and he was I'm only cover that in detail next week. About two hundred uh, and twenty one bucks. I mean, that's that's, and when you look at your power bill, you've got to go to the section of kilowatt use. Yes. Because if you went to his kilowatt use section, he was only paying one hundred and thirty eight in energy use. That other. You know, $90 is everyone that's got their hand in your pocket on your electric bill. The, this taxes and that taxes and this surcharge and that environmental fee and blah, 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 yeah, blah, I've, blah. I've got that email. You can't email. do anything about those. And I'm going to dive into that again in great detail next week on next week's show. The takeaways from today's show uh, in the Outdoor Living Hour. Time to prune. If you've got heavy heavy branches and trees before the summer winds hit, light and uh, now's the time to prune so it doesn't knock them over. Mr. John Eisenhower from Save 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 a Tree Integrity Tree Service came in and spent an hour with us. In the eight o'clock hour, we talked about eliminating your house of creepy crawly pests like scorpions, black widows, brown recluses, and other such uninvited guests. We have a specific four-pronged attack that we talked about in that hour. You can get all of this information on our podcast by just going on the website, rosieonthehouse.com. In the 10 o'clock hour, we talked about our number one most asked question this week is, can I seal my pavers myself? We have a very specific brand name product that we recommend and a very specific way to go. When I called Nathan Angel, he was actually on a little staycation beside a swimming pool and uh, he said, I saw it was you. If it was anybody else, I wasn't going to answer. I said, well, I won't keep you. I just have two questions. Sealing uh, pavers yourself, can you do it? He says, yes, under two conditions. You can read and follow directions, and you use this product, TechnoSeal. If, if you can do those two things, yes, you can clean your uh, pavers and seal your pavers yourself. Then we finish the hour with, again, one of our most asked questions throughout the year is what do we do about water treatment in our house? We had George come in from All About Water, one of our Rosie certified water treatment specialists. If you liked what George had to say, how could you not have? Give him a call at 480-892-7556. If you want an education on how to shop water treatment equipment, grab that podcast and listen to it. Folks, we had a great time today. I hope you had a great time today, and I hope you have a great week. And I promise one thing, we'll be back right here next Saturday morning.